0: Welcome to McKnight's Senior Living Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, this is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight's Senior Living, and I'm here with Karen Welsh, Vice President of Clinical and Reimbursement Excellence at Functional Pathways. Karen, thanks for joining me today. Thanks so much, Lois. Glad to be here. Now, you spoke during a session in the Assisted Living track of the AHCA and Cal Annual Conference, and the title of your presentation was, From Leisure to Wellness, Branching Out Beyond Bingo. So how would you define wellness, and how would you suggest that listeners in senior living define wellness, and how might that differ from how some people currently think of wellness? I think wellness is an up-and-coming
1: conversation for senior living, and just us in general, especially coming out of COVID and the pandemic. Wellness is about all of us. I think it's not just limited to senior living. It should be about our employees, our families, our residents. Everybody in that senior care continuum. So that would be my challenge to people when you talk about wellness is don't just look at ALIL or just your senior living community. Look at your skilled nursing facility, your long-term care, your memory care, everything because we all want to be well, right? It's not limited to just the ALIL communities or the CCRCs even. It's really about all of us. And then what does that look like? What does wellness look like? It's not just an exercise class or just Pilates or yoga or swimming volleyball or whatever it is. There's, for functional pathways, we actually have following seven dimensions of wellness. So it's not just the physical component, it's emotional, vocational, which most people think is job related. It's really about having a purpose. We all need to have a purpose in life. And yours is interviewing me right now, right? (laughs) And mine is answering the questions appropriately (laughs) and not missing my words. But I look at somebody like my mom, who's current after her career, her purpose in life right now is to make blankets for Project Linus. So if she didn't have that, she didn't have her sewing machine for three weeks. And she was lost because that's her purpose every day is to get up and make those things now she has other things that she does too but it's all about that purpose and then you have spirituality you have emotional wellness so ensuring that you're not looking at just the physical which i think we all do relatively well the physical and the social but making sure you're looking at those other dimensions also Mm
0: -hmm. and how can activities programs incorporate wellness and how is doing so beneficial to residents
1: Activities really is wellness. And I think it comes down to the difference between entertaining versus engaging. I think a lot of times when you look at activities programs, it's about that entertainment. They're sitting watching a movie on AMC or Gunsmoke or listening to Elvis or they have an Elvis impersonator come in. Or heaven forbid we mess with bingo, right? (laughs) Which is in the title of the presentation. Don't mess with bingo. Don't walk into a room and call bingo either if you haven't had it. (laughs) But looking beyond that into the whole wellness proportion and look at your activities calendar. And are you hitting all of those dimensions? Are you going beyond just the physical and the social, which is what most of the times we focus on? But are we looking at the vocational, purposeful Activity? Are we looking at spiritual? Are we looking at all of those other dimensions? And there are multiple different ones you can use. We happen to use the ICAA one, which is the seven dimensions, but some have five, some have nine, some have four. Whatever it is that works for your community, but taking a look at your programming and are you really just there just to entertain? Are you really truly engaging the residents? And we know, especially with our persons living with dementia, Engagement is so incredibly important in order to keep dementia at bay or to at least slow the progression of dementia. So making sure that that engagement is happening, that they're actually participating in those
0: activities. And this has benefits for providers in the healthcare system overall, doesn't it?
1: Yes, across the whole entire continuum. I mentioned that a little bit earlier, looking at Not just your ALIL, but across everything. And not just your residents, but your staff, your families, your caregivers. Making sure your caregivers of the residents understand what wellness really means. And it's for kids all the way up to us before we move on to the next realm. So what are the biggest missteps you see
0: providers making?
1: I think exactly what I just said around that entertain versus engage. Okay. And focusing mostly on that entertainment where they're sitting and watching a movie, but are they really engaged in that? How many times have you walked into a nursing facility and everybody's supposed to be watching the movie or listening to the band and they might be a little slumped over sleeping? That's not engagement. They're not participating actually in that activity. They might be there in body, but we want them to be there in spirit and mind as well. So really being honest about evaluating your programming That's what we do. We offer to come in and be able to assess wellness, your activities,
0: and make sure you're hitting all of those dimensions. Mm -hmm. So, how do you evaluate an existing program, and how can a provider make sure that they're accomplishing the goals they want to accomplish?
1: It's really looking at those dimensions. Whatever it is, like I said, you could have four, you could have seven. We usually base it on those seven dimensions. And we take a look at your wellness programming or activities, and we plug in where you are and show this color coordinated based on those seven dimensions to say, okay, you're really heavy in the physical and the social, but you're missing out on the vocational and the spiritual and the emotional maybe. So how do we help incorporate that and provide activities or wellness programs and ideas around how you can enhance those things so that you are hitting the whole entire person.
0: Now in your session, you also talked about ageism and how it can affect programming. Could you talk a little bit more about that here? So National Ageism Awareness
1: Day is October 8th this year, I think. It's either the 7th or 8th. I think it's the 8th. And I think a lot of people think of ageism as it is a prejudice against whatever age group. I think a lot of people think it's against just our senior adults, but it can be against young people, too. I always say to Brittany, who I co-presented with today, I said, when we go for dinner, if we go out and we have a beverage, she gets carded and I don't. And that's potentially a little ageist right and when we have something break down if your laptop breaks down I'm going to hand it to my eight-year-old neighbor because I know they're going to be able to fix it way faster than I can or my mom can or anybody else but it's really breaking down those barriers and not assuming that just because you're 80 or just because you're five doesn't mean you can't do something what do we need to do to modify whatever that is in order for that age group to be able to participate and be engaged in that activity. So it's really just adjusting that mindset of, just because you're in a senior living community doesn't mean that we shouldn't have a robust wellness and activities Mm -hmm. program.
0: In addition to changing your mindset, are there any other things providers can do to try to ensure that ageism isn't part of or become part of their programming? I think it's about incorporating
1: multi-different generations across your continuum. We talked today in the session about bringing in honor student kids from the high school and having them teach somebody in the senior community how to add an app to their phone or how to clear out the memory on their cookies or whatever it might be. But then also the reverse of that is maybe having some of the people in the senior community give a little history lesson Because that's better than any history book out there because it's live right here in person and I think we miss that sometimes. So making sure that you're having that multi-generational touch across all of those generations no matter where you are in that spectrum. Whether it's bringing the senior community to the schools or bringing the schools to the senior community, wherever that lives, but making sure that there's a touch point across all those generations helps, I think, keep us from being ageist because then we can see what everybody can do And we're not really thinking about age.
0: Are there any additional words of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with? Don't settle.
1: Make sure that you're constantly evaluating your program and your process. And it's okay if you're missing one of those dimensions when you look at your wellness or your activities program. That's a perfect opportunity to reach out to somebody. This conference is a perfect way to be able to do that. We had a great conversation in our session today of lots of ideas and shared activities and wellness programs that were really, some of them I hadn't even heard of before, some of the cooking things that they had going on. So just being open and making sure you keep that door open to those ideas and don't get in a rut. I think we all get in a rut sometimes. And so breaking those borders down, making sure that your residents are engaged, that you're asking them that if you go into a wellness class or you go into an activities and nobody's engaging, nobody's asking, nobody's participating, maybe it's time to evaluate that activity or that wellness program and say, maybe we need to do something else to be able to up our engagement.
0: Well, Karen, thanks again for spending time with me today. Thanks, Lois. Really appreciate it. This is Lois Bowers, editor of McKnight Senior Living, and I've been speaking with Karen Welsh, Vice President of Clinical and Reimbursement Excellence at Functional Pathways. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Senior Living Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in senior living news, visit McKnightSeniorLiving.com.